Wow. Hallelujah. Incredible God. Surely, 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 He's an incredible God. Glory to God in the highest. We thank God for another meeting, another midnight experience, as we are gathered here to lift up our voice unto prayer, unto the Lord. And this week, remember, we are praying for the family unit of the Christian home. And we, we, we started by, by, by talking about the blessed family on Monday. And on Tuesday, we looked at the role of a, of, of a Christian husband and father in the Christian home. You know, And today, by the grace of God, yesterday we could not have any meeting. Um, but today, by the grace of God, we are looking at, and I'm excited. I'm so excited about today. Because it's very important, and we are looking at the role of the Christian wife or the Christian mother. Hallelujah. And before anything, I want us to share a word of prayer and let's let's ask God to take absolute control. Father, thank you that you still remain as God over everything, over every problem, over every situation, over our lives. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for who you are to us. We pray that as you, your word comes to exhort us and to encourage us unto prayer, we pray that you shall open our eyes to see and open our ears to hear, that let the scales fall from our eyes, and may we see it as you intended to be seen. In the mighty name of Jesus, rule from up on high and take absolute control. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah. So what you were listening to earlier was Incredible God by Mercy Chimbo. Powerful song. Mighty, mighty song. You can always listen to it over and over again. And and I believe strongly that when you understand how incredible our God is, how, how he's an impossibility specialist, that tells you that, oh, our God is full of surprises. Where the land is dry, springs can flow for us. And so by prayer, and as we keep being consistent in midnight prayers, I believe strongly that a ground is about to break and water will pour out of a dry ground. Where people have have said and and concluded that nothing good can come out of, water will burst forth from the ground and it will shock the world. This they will see and know that truly it is from God alone. Hallelujah. And so we are looking at the role of the Christian wife or the Christian mother. Amen. And I want to start by saying that the Bible or the Word of God tells us in Proverbs chapter 31 verse 25 that a woman is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. I repeat, a woman is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Proverbs 31 and the verse 25. Without a doubt, God gives women strength, particularly in in, in their marriages. Now, when a woman becomes a wife, she also becomes a steward of strength. She becomes responsible. She becomes accountable for how she uses her strength. A Christian wife is a woman of strength. Let's understand that. 
you know she's she's undeterred by by those who say something cannot be done no no why because her god-given passion produces clear eye purpose clear purpose deep compassion is there a bold spirit and and these three things has the power to transform her marriage but then even with all this even with the clear-eyed purpose even with deep compassion even with a bold spirit a strong-willed woman can still run into issues along her journey as a wife as a mother and sometimes the determination and the strong will can lead to misunderstandings and breakdowns in her relationships in her marriage and the only one that can help her to overcome those things is God is God I said earlier that if a man will be a good husband and a good father as the Bible requires or as God requires it is by the Spirit of God the help will come by the Spirit of God so like the Proverbs 31 woman, a good Christian wife, a good Christian woman is a, is, is a woman of noble character, a woman of wisdom, a woman of strength, which she uses to lift up the marriage. Praise God. She uses that to lift up the marriage. She uses that to lift up the marriage. So I repeat, like the Proverbs 31 woman, a good Christian wife, a good Christian mother is one who uses the noble character that she has, the wisdom that she has, and the strength that she has to lift up the marriage. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, zadadadadadash. Tonight will be amazing by the grace of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to look at a few responsibilities or roles of the Christian wife. And for some, it will trickle down to a Christian mother as well. Hallelujah. And the first point I want to make, emphatically, emphatically, and I hope we are, we are listening attentively. But, but then, before I even say that, let me also add that, um, you know, more than at any time or other time in history, women today need a clear understanding of how they should relate to their husbands, which is true. And in fact, eh, the, the significant um, social changes that, that has evolved over time, brought about by this so-called women's um, liberation movement and all that, over the last few decades that we have realized, women's rights and all those things, they have led to such confusion serious confusion that the very idea of roles is repugnant to some you know and women now feel as if they somehow um, lose their identity and their freedom if they adhere to some type of outdated standard and but then it's also very important for us to look clearly at what the bible says on this subject on the role of a wife of as a mother and while the bible you see let's also understand that the bible doesn't really apply the modern word role to marriage the bible talks about marriage but then even even though the bible doesn't apply the modern word role to marriage but then the scripture about the unique responsibilities that god assigns to a wife 
they are clear. So by the grace of God, let's look at some of these 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 these, these rules. By the grace of God, I might not have everything, but I believe so strongly that what what God wants us to know, we will know tonight. Hallelujah, <clears throat> praise God. And so the first point I want to make emphatically is that the role of a Christian wife is that a Christian wife must be a helper to the husband, a helper to the husband, a helper to the husband, a helper to the husband. Praise God. So, while let me make this point very clear. While all of us are called to be to be helpers to others. But then the Bible places a specific or a special emphasis on this responsibility for wives. The book of Genesis tells us that God realized it wasn't good for man to be alone and that he decided to make a helper suitable for him when you read Genesis 2.18, is there. But then it is interesting to note that the Hebrew meaning of the word helper in Genesis 2.18 is found after in the Bible to refer only to God as he helps us. So, so the fact that this same word is applied to a wife signifies that or shows that or tells us that women have been given tremendous power for good, power for good in the lives of their husbands. So a help suitable for him, a help meet. So the Hebrew meaning of the word helper in Genesis 2.18 is found hereafter in the Bible to refer only to God as he helps us. So as he helps us. So it's a power that a woman receives from God. So it's a power for good not of evil. So a helpmeet, a woman who is a helpmeet, is one who has tremendous power used for the good in the life of the husband. So God has designed wives to help husbands become all that God intends for them to be. That's the helpmeet. Every woman listening to me, you got to understand that God has graced you with a, a, a certain power which is activated when you get married, when you become a wife, you are a helpmeet, which means that you have a tremendous power that you have received from God for good, for good. Therefore, a woman, a wife, is supposed and has been designed by God to help the husband become all that God intends him to be. My God, what a ministry. What a ministry. Wow, what a ministry. What a ministry that a woman is supposed, eh, is designed by God to help the husband. That's the wife. The wife is designed by God to help the husband become all that God intends for them to be. So most, most of the times, it's important for men to know that you have to marry the right help needs. So that when you marry the right help needs, you will meet that potential. You will see, you become all that God intends for you to become. Because you would have married a good helper. A helper with tremendous power for good by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, thank you, Jesus. May women, may women who are married and are wives, may they be graced, may they be helpers to their husbands in the name of Jesus. If you are not married, if you are not a married woman, may God give you grace that when you marry and become a wife, you shall be, you shall be a helper for your husband. That you become all that God intends for him to become by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Our next point is that 
a Christian wife should respect the husband. A Christian wife should respect the husband. Now, in Ephesians chapter 5 and the verse 33, the Bible emphatically says that the wife must respect her husband. The wife must respect her husband. It didn't say the wife can respect. It says the wife must respect. It means it is something that is a command. It is there. It's something that must be there. The wife must respect her husband. Now, when you respect your husband, I'm talking to the wives. When you respect your husband, what it means to respect your husband or to respect in general means that you reverence. Okay. So when you when you, when, when we are when we when, when the Bible is saying in in Ephesians five thirty three that the wife must respect her husband, what it's trying to say is that when you respect your husband, you reverence him. Number one, you notice him, you notice him, you regard him. You honor him. You prefer him. You esteem him. The wife must respect her husband. You must reverence him. You must notice him. You must regard him. You must honor him. You must prefer him. You must esteem him. You must esteem him above all men. You must prefer him above all things. You must honor him above all men. You must regard him above all things. You must notice him emphatically. It means you respect the man. Even if in public, the man makes a mistake, you don't hush him in public. You, you, you honor him, you honor him, you honor him. When you come home, you can tell him, Oh my God, we must, we, must, we must raise women by the grace of God who understand that they must respect their husband. Why? Because God commands it. We cannot respect our husbands if, if we are not filled with the Spirit. We cannot understand it. A woman cannot a woman cannot be a helper to the husband if she's not spirit-filled. A woman cannot respect the husband if she's not spirit-filled. So please, wives, let, let this prayer be on your prayer list every day. That God will make you a woman who is filled with the spirit. So that you can you can execute your wife duties, your motherly duties, so that God will be glorified. When you respect your husband, you reverence your husband. You notice him. You regard him, you honor him, you prefer him, you esteem him. It means that it means that you value his opinion. It means that you 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 admire his his wisdom and his character. It means that you you appreciate his commitment to you. Oh my god. And 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 and, and it means that you you consider his needs and his values. Respect the husband. May God make wives respecters of husbands. If you are not married, may God give you the grace that when you marry, you shall respect your husband. See, men have needs. And that said, husbands have many needs. Listen, there is a myth that says that uh, 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 the macho man is self-contained. The macho man is independent. The macho man is invulnerable. That's a lie. And and there's a story of a man who who was given, um, 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 sorry, a woman, sorry, a story of a woman who was given a list by 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 the husband, and the list was was what the man considered to be some of the primary needs that most men have. And some of the things that came up was self confidence in the person. So women women need that. 
that they will have self-confidence sorry men sorry men want men want to have self-confidence men want to be listened to men men want companionship men want to be needed yeah well what what a man what a husband even loves is when something is spot in the house and the wife will call the husband oh honey please the iron is not turning on oh the man wants to be needed a man wants companionship praise god a man wants companionship a man wants to be listened to if men feel they are not being listened to then they feel that they are not being respected if there's no companionship then they feel that they're not being respected enough so meeting these needs helping to build self-confidence in your husband listening to your husband building companionship with your husband making him feel needed when you meet these things you are you are respecting him when you notice him when you regard him when you revere him when you when you esteem him when you prefer him trust me and you become his biggest fan every husband wants his wife to be on his team wants his wife to coach him when necessary most importantly crano every 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 man wants the wife to be his cheerleader you must be your 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 your, your husband's number one cheerleader as a wife a husband needs a wife who is behind him who is believing in him even when things are going well maybe he has he has started a business it has failed the wife he needs a wife who who is going to be behind him he needs a wife who is going to believe in him he needs a wife who is going to appreciate him he needs a wife who is going to cheer him on because every day he goes out into the world and anything can happen when he comes back home he needs that wife at home that wife who believes in him that wife who is behind him that wife who appreciates him that wife who cheers him on you can do this by the spirit of god by the spirit of god by the spirit of god that is it the spirit of god praise god may god make us like that women in the name of jesus oh rabababa shandalakaza At third point, oh my God, the Christian wife must love the husband. The Christian wife must love the husband. Hmm. The Christian wife must love the husband. When you read Titus 2.4, the Bible says it clearly. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and their children. That's NIV. Right, so Titus 2 4 um, calls for wives, please not girlfriends, wives, call for wives to love their husbands. Now, a good, um, um, a good description of, of the kind of love your husband needs, a good description I want to give is, is unconditional acceptance. In other words, eh, in other words, wives must accept their husbands just as they are. We are imperfect people trying to reach there. So, so we must. So wives must learn to accept husbands just as they are. Wife, if you are listening to me tonight, accept your husband just as he is. He's imperfect. It is God who will work with him, with you being the helpmeet for him to reach his full potential. So, as as he is as a man, as he is. 
pray for him. So at this hour, at this midnight hour, pray for your husband. Invest prayer for your husband that he will grow to become what God has intended him to become as you are by him. And even that you will pray that God will give you grace, that you will be able to stand by him, that you will be able to believe in him continually, that you will be able to encourage him when things get tough. You being the help meet. It's a whole ministry on its own. So, so, so don't just, don't just love the title of Mrs. No, it goes beyond Mrs. It goes beyond that. Please, it goes beyond that. It's a, it's a whole ministry. It's a whole service. Love, love also means being, being committed to a mutual fulfilling sexual relationship. Now, we know, you and I know, and we even realize that there's a whole lot more to love than sex. But but in this context, in this context, aside accepting your husband just as he is, there's another aspect, which is looking at how to fulfill God's command to love the husband as a wife. So therefore, we must also look at love from the man's perspective, not just the woman's perspective. Hallelujah. So if if you are if you look at it carefully, you realize that if you if you if you do the research you get to understand and that that survey will show or survey shows that that sex is one of the one of a man's most important needs sex if not the most important now when a wife begins to resist intimacy when a wife begins to resist intimacy when a wife begins to become uninterested when a woman or a wife sorry begins to become um, um, passively interested now the husband will begin to feel rejection and you see, when men begin to feel rejection at that level, it can cut at his self-image. It can tear him to the very center of his being. And very soon, it will start creating isolation. So wives, love your husbands. Aside accepting him as he is, please, fulfill his need of sex in the marriage. Your husband's sexual needs should be more important and higher on, on your priority list than any other thing, than projects, than activities. Some of you, when children come in, you, you, you will deny your husband and focus on the children. No! Your primary ministry is for the man to become all that God has intended him to be. And together, you raise the children. But some of you, when the children come, you forget your husband. And many have drifted apart. Many have drifted. Many, ha- many marriages, the couples have drifted. Oh my God. But we bless God for tonight. Because as we will pray at the midnight hour, God will bring back those who have gone far apart. When I say that your husband's sexual needs should be more important, I don't mean that you should think about sex all day. You should think about sex every day. But it means that you should find ways to remember your husband and his needs. You can be at the office and you remember your husband and you send him a text message. Yes. It means that as you go as you go around doing your 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 duties in the day save some energy for your husband. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, this will keep the husband from being selfish. And even you, the wife, it keeps you from being selfish and living only for your needs only for your wants 
So maintaining that focus, what is the focus? Loving your husband will help you to defeat isolation in marriage. Loving your husband. So that two aspects of loving your husband, that you accept him as he is and, and, and strive to make him better by the grace of God upon you with that power that you have. And that meeting is every need, his sexual need, sorry. It's very, very important. Oh, Jesus, help us. Help us, Lord. Those who are not married, I believe we are also learning. Yes. This is something that the Lord has taught. So I believe so strongly that there are some things that in marriage that comes to us. Right? Those of you who are married, you, you, you can tell that. There are some things that you may have known. But when you entered marriage, it's a different experience. But even with that, let your midnight experience work out something for you by the grace of God. Love your husband for who he is. Love him. Love him. Because you have been called as a wife to love your husband. Praise God. Oh, mandala ba 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 ba. Father, raise up wives to be women who will love their husbands in the name of Jesus. Mando Shata. Our fourth point a Christian wife must submit to the leadership of the husband. Christian wife, you must submit, you must submit to the leadership of your husband. Now, hmm. This word, oh God. Now, hmm. oh Jesus, help us. Just mention the word submission. And you can go to a random place where women are playing. Mention the word submission. Just mention it. And many women immediately become angry or they become hostile. Hmm. Now, some husbands and wives actually believe eh, submission infers that women are inferior to men in some way. And some women think that if they submit, they will lose their identity and they will become non-persons, like they don't exist. Now, others also fear, well, some which are good reasons, well, I guess, but others also fear that submission leads to being used or being abused. You are taken for granted. So so you are abused, you are used, and all of that. <laughs> and another misconception is that submission means blind obedience on the part of the woman, actually. So what it means is that the woman can, can, can give no input to the husband. The, ha- the woman can question nothing. The woman only stays obediently barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. <laughs> oh hallelujah but but what does god have in mind for god to say that the, the woman must submit to the leadership of the husband of the husband what does god have in mind what does god have in mind so when you read ephesians 5 verse 22 to 30 the bible says it emphatically wives be subject to your own husbands as to the lord for the husband is the head of the wife. Now, pause. Wives, be subject to your own husbands. Please. It didn't say wives. Be subject to other people's husbands. 
your own what husband okay let's go on wives be subject to your own husbands ask the lord for the husband is the head of the wife as christ also is the head of the church he himself being the savior of the body so that is christ but as the church is subject to christ so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything husbands love your wives just as christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word that he might present to himself the church in all her glory having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she would be holy and blameless so husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies he who loves his own wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it just as christ also does for the church because we are members of his body but emphatically it said Wives, be subject to your own husbands. Ask to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife. Ask Christ is the head of the church. So, if you are to help your husband become who God intended him to be, as you said in the first point, then you must submit. These scriptures I have just quoted here in Ephesians 5. They make it clear. It's clear that a wife should submit voluntarily to to her husband's sensitive and loving leadership. So, what does it mean? It means, therefore, as as a wife, as I voluntarily submit to my husband, I am completing him. I am helping him to, to fulfill his responsibilities. I am helping him to become the man, the husband, the leader, the father that God intends him to be. So, So, building oneness in marriage works best when both spouses, they choose to fulfill their responsibilities voluntarily, with no pressure, with no coercion, with no force. So, to become the servant leader that God has commanded the husband to become, the wife needs the grace, you see, the husband needs the gracious respect of the wife and the submission of the wife. And when, and when the husband loves the wife the way he's commanded to, then it becomes very easy for the woman to submit to that leadership. So you see, how do you do this? Or which attitude do you use? You have to do this with an attitude of entrusting yourself to God. When you read First Peter chapter 2 and the verse 23, the Bible says, Peter, Peter told us that even though Jesus suffered terrible pains and insults, he did not retaliate, but he kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. So, so when, you en- when, you, when you entrust your life to the Father, it's much easier to be the wife of an imperfect man. Especially when, when there are disagreements. It's very, very important. Submission. Submission submission and well let me also say while some may live with abuse or be in excessively unhealthy or destructive conditions in the marriage um at times it may be inappropriate or or um even life-threatening for you to apply these unquestionable unquestionably uh, principles of submission so for example for example if if you are being physically abused as a wife or verbally abused, then you need to take steps to protect yourself and your children, definitely. 
if you are in that situation, then you need to seek your pastor or somebody wise who has been trained in that area to help with your specific issue on how to submit because it's also important. Praise God. All right. But but understand, let me make this point, that loving, forgiving, submitting does not mean that the wife becomes a doormat. No. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit. Understand that these two can be done if both parties are filled with the Spirit. When they are filled with the Spirit, oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Submission. Very, very important. Submission. 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 <laughs> oh, glory to God. 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 Kora ba 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 ba. Shan dan 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 dan. Jesus. Oh Jesus. Thank you. So we're going to look at the next point, which is the woman or the wife must be a woman of noble character. From Proverbs thirty one. A woman of noble character. Now, um, Proverbs 31, when you read Proverbs 31, verse 10 to 31, you read about the wife of noble character. So, in verse 10, we learn that she's worth more than rubies. Now, wives are now, with the rubies, what is what is what it means is that they are reminded of their value in Christ. So, as a wife, your value in Christ is worth more than rubies. Oh, when you read the verse eleven, it says that a husband has full confidence in her. So, the husband should be able to trust you, the wife, which means that 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 we have to have our heads. That is, both husband and wife must have their heads together. In the place that they need to be so a wife should have a family's best interest in mind at all times she, she must also live selflessly her husband has confidence because he can trust her noble character it's important that that wives are, are honest with their husbands in all matters making decisions wisely and seeking God's guidance in all things as a wife learn to be honest with your husband in all things learn to make decisions wisely Learn to seek, learn to seek God's guidance in all things. A woman of noble character. Very, very important. Very, very important. Our next point is that uh, the, 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 the Christian wife should be clothed in strength and dignity. She must be clothed in strength and dignity. Still on Proverbs 31. So now we have shifted from Ephesians 5 back to Proverbs 31. We started with Proverbs 31, obviously. So, it's basically a study between um, Proverbs 31 and Ephesians 5. Hallelujah. Praise God. To be clothed in strength and dignity. Now, God help us. Being a woman of strength and dignity is an important responsibility of a Christian wife. Hmm. Now, Pride and self-respect are, are important qualities 
and it's important that this is reflected in, the, in, in marriages. Now, Proverbs 31 shares that a, a biblical wife is clothed in strength and dignity. Okay, all right. So, so what it means is that um, women often, you know, are responsible for doing many things inside and outside the home, right? The wife may be a homemaker. She may work a full-time job whilst she might also be managing relationships outside the family, right? So what it means, their plates are full. Look at all these things the woman is doing, the wife is doing. Their plate is full. But they still rely on the strength of, of, of the Lord to lift them up, to help them. So ultimately, she's wise. And because she's wise, her strength and wisdom will flow out and impact all who are in her care. So if you are wise, you should pray that you'll be a wife who is clothed in strength and dignity. Why? Because when you demonstrate these qualities, you have solid character. Solid character. Solid character. Solid character. Clothed in strength and dignity. Woman of noble character. Very important. Very important. Very, very important. Let's let's push on. Let's push on. Next point is that the Christian wife must imitate Christ in her marriage and in the family. Must imitate Christ in the marriage and in the family. When you read 2 Corinthians 3 verse 3, the Bible says that your very lives are a letter that anyone can read by just looking at you. Now, it says, Christ himself wrote it, not with ink, but with God's spirit, not chiseled into stone, but carved into human lives, and we publish it. So, a Christian wife imitates Christ. She's supposed to bring honor and glory to God in her marriage. Her work ethics, her integrity, her mission should all be reflection of Christ and his love. So the woman of strength and purpose is one who, who will live for God, no matter what they do, no matter where they serve, no matter where they find themselves, as a wife. So the highest goal of the wife is to lift up Christ, to reflect his nature in the marriage and the behavior. So once the wife begins to do that in the marriage, and because she's a strong-willed woman, because she's, she's poised to bring honor and glory to God, and because she's strong-willed by that effect, the family begins to imitate her. The family begins to be imitated. The daughters begin to imitate their mother. The sons begin to imitate their mother. They say, oh, mommy, mommy is this. Mommy, is, mommy, mommy loves God. Mommy is so kind. Mommy, mommy loves prayer. Mommy loves, my mommy is always encouraging us and, and telling us that all will be well. They begin to imitate mommy. And, and they go to school and the people, people are saying it. That your child is good. Your child is this. Your child is that. Why? Because she has established a strong-willed personality of imitating Christ in the marriage. May God help wives to imitate Christ in the marriage. If you are not married, ask God that God will help you to imitate Christ in your future marriage. In the name of Jesus. Oh, rabababababasto. Mandureke gada bandele mele 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 bes. Oh, rabababababababababa. Thank you, Lord. The next point is that the Christian wife must care for her family. 
still on Proverbs 31. The Christian wife must care for the family. When you read Proverbs 31, again, it makes it clear that the home is the woman's primary area of influence and responsibility. Your first point of call as service to God as a wife, that influence is to your home. Now, she must make sure that her family is well cared for and she's sure to put them first. The family, you see, as a wife, your family must be number one. Please. Some of you, when you marry as a wife, you prioritize your your earthly parents still. But I'm not saying that leave them all. I'm not saying forget about them. But hey, your first point of call changes all. It becomes your new family. You, your husband, and your future children. Hallelujah. Now let me say that, in as much as the woman is supposed to care for the family and place them first, it's not always easy. Especially when there are shared responsibilities and, and when there has, to, there has to be a work outside the home, you know. And sometimes a lot, of the, a lot of the wives are busy managing jobs, the house, um, other activities that they are involved in and all of that, you know. And sometimes they are stressed, they are tired to the breaking point, you know. And one of the ways to, for them to, 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 to prevent stress as, as the wives, you know, is for the husbands and wives to, to both reorder their priorities and follow the Bible's instructions for the rules. When husbands and wives come together, sit down and plan and look at the rules again, as the Bible commands, and depend on the Spirit of God, this shall see change they shall see change. The wife will see change. The husband will see change. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the last point I want to make is that Christ must be the foundation. Christ must be what? The foundation. You know, many, many Christian couples, they strive for God. Um, what do I mean by that? They want God to be at the center of their marriage. But, but they are completely confused about the rules. Yeah, they want God to be at the center of the marriage. They want the marriage to be a beautiful marriage. But they don't, they don't know the rules. They are confused. And they don't even know how to make marriage pleasing to each other and to God himself. So, too many couples have followed the way of the world in dealing with marital difficulties to the point that it has ended in marital distress. Hmm. Hallelujah. Does any the marital distress? Marital distress. So over time, because there's marital distress, they can no longer stand it. But a good Christian wife eh, turns to God's word for insight and tunes into God's plan for marriage. Why? Because the Bible says that so they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man put aside. Matthew 19 and the verse 6. So, in order to have a successful marriage, one must be focused on Jesus. The wife, the husband, must be focused on Jesus. Both of them. The Christian makes sure that Christ is at the head of the marriage. So, both husband and wife must make sure that Christ is the head of the marriage. As the wife submits, she must make sure that Christ is the head. As the husband laughs, he should make sure that Christ is the head. And the family will be 
a beautiful one, a glorious one, a wonderful one. And I want to conclude by saying this. If you have ever sewn a dress before, or if you have attempted to sew one before, you know how the pattern works, or a pattern works. The pattern is made up of many pieces. Some are large pieces, some are small pieces. But none of which accurately resembles the finished product. Right? So when you, when you lay out the pattern and you cut the cloth, you don't have a garment, but only some scraps of cloth. But when it's properly assembled and made usable with buttons, with zips, with uh, snappers, with, with all that, these, these pieces make a complete dress. Right? So every pattern has, has pairs of parts, which is the two sleeves. The, 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 the two uh, body pieces, right? The front and the back skirt. Sometimes a collar. Sometimes facing pieces and all of that. So, so I'm talking about this one, tailoring. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm using tailoring to illustrate something. So, in that sense, a marriage is similar to that. God has designed a master plan or a master pattern for husbands and wives. That when it is followed will create a whole beautiful marriage. So in the same way, a dress can be made in a variety of sizes, right? And colors with, with, with numerous differences in detail from one pattern. So what it means is that one's marriage is different from another's marriage. But as you acknowledge Christ as Lord of your lives in the marriage, you must work out your marriage according to God's plan. How is that plan? The role. So the key for each wife to follow God's plan, to know her part, and to work to fit in with the husband's responsibility lies in the two of them understanding that this is what the, the, the word of God says concerning our roles as husband and wife. When, they are, when, when husbands and wives are able to fix it, it will be perfect. It will be a beautiful marriage. Yes, challenges will come, but because they understand the roles, they will still depend on God. They will still depend on God. Hallelujah. And so tonight, I want to encourage all Christian wives, all Christian wives, that these Christian wives, God will give them the grace to be effective wives in the home. Wives that the Lord himself expects. May God raise them up to be like that. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so tonight, we are lifting up prayer at midnight that the Lord himself will make women, wives, be helpers to their husbands, to respect their husbands in the name of Jesus, to love their husbands, to submit to the leadership of their husbands in the name of Jesus. That they shall, they shall make Christ their foundation, that they shall be companions to their husbands, that they shall care for their family, that they shall imitate Christ in their marriage, that they shall be clothed with strength and dignity, that they shall be women of noble character, that they shall love their husbands to the glory of God. So therefore, as, as these are what we're going to pray about on the points I've raised, as we enter midnight in a few minutes, we'll listen to a song by Eugene Zuta talking about the fact that our God is faithful, faithful God. And as we listen to that song, have in mind as a wife that God is faithful enough to make your marriage work. 
no matter the difficulty. And even if you are not married and you are listening to this, you will still pray and prophetically declare into your future that you shall be like these qualities of the woman mentioned here in the screen with what I've shared. That God will help you to become a woman and a wife for that matter. That you will help your husband to reach his full potential. God bless you. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for what you have shared with us tonight. Thank you that you are making Christian wives into better people and their marriages are becoming sweeter with testimonies from all over in the name of Jesus. We also pray for those who are not married yet, Father. Help them to become the wives that you intend in the scriptures to your glory. As we lift up prayer at midnight, hear every every cry of, of your children at this hour. We pray any suffering marriage, any, any problems in the marriage, Father, as they lift it up to you tonight, help them and may your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you for your time. It's been awesome. Tomorrow, God willing, we will look at children as well. Hallelujah. God bless you for your time. And so I'll leave you tonight as we prepare to enter into midnight to pray. Faithful girl by Eugene Zuta. Just be reminded that God is faithful. He who started what he started in you shall bring it to a perfect end. God bless you and good night. Shalom. See you tomorrow. There is no one like